November 28th, 2022. You're listening to Blast with Don and Kevin, and I'm Kevin. And I'm Don. You know, folks, the way we start this show, there's <laughs> not a lot of prep. Don, yeah. Don connects to me, and we start. Like I've li- literally been on for 30 seconds. Yeah, just start the show. That's what we do. We don't discuss very much. Like, it's in a text message, a couple topics. It's kind of it, man. We'll don't start... want to ruin it. Don't want to waste it all between right. the two of us. If we just talked to each other, we'd be ruining some good content. It's just yeah. not not what we want to do. But welcome to the show. Welcome hey. to the show. Thanksgiving's over. Did you have a nice Thanksgiving, Doug? Yeah, it was all right. Usual. There's never anything really special. It's just, uh, you know, go to my cousin's, see a couple people, and uh, drive around. Food good? There's a lot of driving. Did you have good food? Food, yeah. food yeah, was, was delicious. Yeah, my cousin's a good cook. She's, I mean, she's, a, she's, a, she's nothing special. It's not like she's like a amazing chef or nothing. She just, she's willing to cook it all. So it's like, yeah, cool, I'll eat it. Yeah. So I, uh, I cooked for the family. So this was a thing I've been thinking about doing since my mom passed away because uh, my brother lives with his girlfriend and his youngest daughter, who's twenty. And uh, they would go to his girlfriend's mom's. She passed away. So they stopped going there a couple years ago, whenever she passed away. And then my brother's ex-wife, who lives with um, his middle child and her two boys and um, uh, the the ex-wife has two boys as well. So there's four little boys the ages of three and five um they used to go to uh her parents but they passed away and then samantha which is the oldest child would also sometimes go with them um, but she lives out on her own with her fiance so i was like you know i don't see any of these people generally right i kind of have to make a trip out to lorraine occasionally to see the boys Um, but for the most part, I don't see my brother very often. I definitely don't see his girlfriend. I don't see, um, his youngest, you know, don't see Samantha, his oldest, et cetera. So, um, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have Thanksgiving. But the thing is, is it's like, first of all, it's a lot of work, right? You know, making dinner for everybody and then, um, trying to also keep everything clean around here. Not always easy. Um, so it was always kind of like a bit of a to do, but I decided to do it this time. Um, and so I, uh, had about 15 people, right? But four of those were little kids. And then one 20 year old who, uh, only eats like rolls. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. starch living kind of thing. Um, yeah. so I, um, and I did this thing. I basically made all the staples. I made the mashed potatoes. I made the gravy. I made the. Uh, I made mac and cheese. I made stuffing. You know, most of this stuff is pretty simple uh, type stuff. Okay. But the turkey, what I did this time is I've made I've made turkeys many many times, and uh, I followed this recipe I found online, which basically I deboned the turkey um, while it was raw, right? And when I say debone, I don't mean I took out every bone or anything, right? I just mean that like I cut the breasts off, I cut the legs off, and the wings off, right? And then you take the, the, the carcass and you, you make stock out of it. Right. So, you know, that went that, that stock cooked overnight while I um, 
did what they call a dry brine, um, which basically just means you cover the turkey with salt um, generously and you, and you put it in the fridge. And that salt overnight gets kind of sucked up by the meat, helping to make it, you know, juicy and tender, etc. And then um, the next day I, uh, I decided, um, so I, I did the main recipe, which is I basically um, put some uh, avocado oil in, in, the, in the pan and then you kind of fry skin side down the turkey until it's like a golden brown, right? So it gives you like a crispy skin. It's a nice golden brown color. And then you put it in the oven with a meat thermometer and you cook the turkey breast until it's about 155. And then you take those out and you take out the wings because those are usually pretty thin. And then you put the thighs and the legs back in until they're about 190, 195. And then you take those out so they're still tender. So I did that. But I also took one turkey breast and I, and I did the sous vide with it, which I have a special oven that does that. But traditional sous vide, if you don't know what it is, it, you take the meat, whatever it is, steak, whatever, in this case, turkey breast. And you put it in like this, you put it kind of like in a plastic bag, right? Mm -hmm. And then you submerge it in hot water. And the water is at like the right temperature. So let's say you wanted to get the turkey breast to 155. I believe you would set the temperature to 155 of the water. And then you would put it in there and then it would slowly get to that temperature over time. And this makes, I mean, it, it takes a long time, right? It takes takes like about four hours or something and this uh makes the meat very very tender and so i decided okay i'm gonna try to do one like so i did the traditional roast and then i did the sous vide and i wanted to see you know which the guests like better and i i can't even tell because they ate all the turkey it's the first time in my life where all the turkey was eaten there was no yeah. turkey left there was no turkey left uh, and I and it wasn't because I had a small turkey. It's just that everybody really liked the turkey, which was good. I'm, I was I was happy with that. Um, they didn't eat all the macaroni and cheese. So I made way too much mac because I figured the little kids would eat the macaroni and cheese, but they didn't. They ate something, but they, they didn't eat a lot of that. Um, yeah. So, uh, but otherwise, otherwise, it was a good time. The, the The kids were screaming, running around with no clothes on, other than their under or their diapers, you know. Um, yeah. except for the oldest boy, the, the five-year-old, he was, um, upstairs with the older kids. Um, and, uh, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. my girlfriend's daughter was there, her youngest daughter. And then, um, uh, the 20 year old hung out with them upstairs too. So that's like the, the, you know, the older kids were upstairs and then the little kids were downstairs and I was kind of running between rooms, hanging out with my brother. He was talking to his two older daughters, and then in the other room, I had, like, you know, the ex-wife, my brother's girlfriend, my girlfriend. They were kind of sort of watching that Wednesday TV show on Netflix. I guess it's, like, from the Adams Family, you know? Um, okay. Yeah, but mostly just watching the kids run around screaming. They're funny, though. I just get a kick out of the, the boys. They're so funny okay, because they they don't get a lot of stuff, and so it's, like, you know, on purpose, of course, you know, and, and, and so like, they're like, Hey, the, the oldest boy comes up to me. He's like, Hey, I, I, there's, there's like cookies. And I was like, yeah, you, you, you want a cookie? And then he's like, he just kind of looks at me. He's like, 
yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I went over to the, right, I went over to the cookie box and they were just like, oh, just like getting the cookies. It was kind of funny. And, and I, I bought them each like a little monster truck. It was really inexpensive. They were just not remote control or anything. They're just the, the, the kind you kind of like push and it kind of winds it up, you know, and you let go and oh, it kind okay. of goes. Yeah. And, um, boy, they were excited about those. They were screaming, running around, having fun with those. <laughs> so, you know, that kind of thing's fun, you know, for Thanksgiving holiday. So, yeah, it was a nice time. And then I just had a lot of dishes left. I mean, there was also, like, pies and things like that, you know, desserts. But most people were pretty full from eating everything. So it was good. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to do it a yearly tradition. It was cool that my brother was there because he gave his runaway so he could, he could show up. Um, so in the future, uh, you know, maybe he won't be there because he truck drives. Um, yeah. you know give or take what he wants to do with himself but i felt like it was nice to have everybody there the first time you know and then yeah. in the future if people don't want to come or whatever they can't come at least they know they can come in subsequent years or whatever yeah so good time i'll be there oh, I mean, oh you right <laughs> yeah. no, sorry good time right if there's leftover food uh then i'd invite friends to come over um, but, uh, no, it was, uh, everybody basically gobbled up everything. It was, it was a good thing. And I got, you know, some nice compliments on a couple of things and Samantha complimented a few things, which was nice. Cause she's like the cook in the family now. She works at Dante okay. and, um, she's, uh, I don't I actually don't know exactly what she does. I think she's like a saute cook of some sort. Um, hmm. but, uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. I should actually ask her when she's there. But the, the problem is, is that I was just like exhausted. I had been cooking since six in the morning. We started yeah. eating around three and I'm just sitting there thinking in my head, like, do I have everything? Does that, you know, is anything missing? Does anybody need anything? I was right. just, I was just spent. So I wasn't really socializing too much, but yeah, it was cool. Whatever, you know, and, um, I went and saw that, uh, Knives Out movie tonight, which is the, did you ever see Knives Out? You probably didn't. I, I wanted to, but I never... It, it's really pretty good if you like one of those kind of comedic ensemble mystery yeah. things. Because it was pretty... I would say the first one, it was pretty difficult to figure out um, who did it kind of thing. You know? Like you watch it and you're trying to figure it, put all the pieces together. And then it's it's cleverly done. And, uh, it a, but it's also, you know, it's a good movie. It's, you know, it was highly rated and everything. So I, I enjoyed it. The second one is also fun, but not necessarily as well constructed in the sense of like, it almost seems a bit obvious who's behind it in this one. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was sort of like, uh, but okay. You know what I mean? Like it's, it was okay. It's all yeah. right. Just, you know, yeah, still a fun movie. So I'm sure they'll make another one and everything. I, I guess this one's going to drop on Netflix. It's I think it was produced by Netflix, but they put it in theaters first. And I think like it's in theaters for like a month or something. And then it's going to drop to Netflix. Something like that. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a new thing they're doing. It's a wise thing to do that because you can get that box office money, you know, first. And then <clears throat> you're going to get that streaming money anyway. So, yeah, you know, put it, put it on streaming after if you have, you know, if you're producing it yourself. Um, but yeah, was, you know, I mean, I could have waited for it to come out on video, but it was like, um, there wasn't too many, uh, good choices to go see things. I didn't want to see Wakanda forever. 
I will see it on Disney in like a month when it's on. You know what I mean? Like it'll be on Disney in a month or two. So I just know I'm going to watch it there. And I think I'd probably, you know, be able to tolerate that a little bit better. Whereas, um, you know, watching it uh, um, in the theater wasn't, just wasn't appealing to me. I don't know. It's got good reviews and everything, but I just, again, I mean, I read like the, 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 the RT critic, you know, one-liners and things like that and all this sort of stuff. And again, it, 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 it mostly just seems like it's like a a homage for Chadwick Boseman, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and has some, uh, decent acting in it, but it, 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 but it, it all sounded a little bit wishy-washy to me. And, and, and this is the kind of the problem I had with Black Panther was that there was just a lot of this sort of like, you know, the critics liked it. And, and don't get me wrong, I, I thought Black Panther was good, but it was about as good as every other Marvel film to me. I didn't feel like it was um, over the top great or anything, but the way they were billing it back then, you know, they were trying to say it's like a different kind of Marvel movie or something, you know. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, it's almost like a James Bond or something. And you know, and then I watch it and I'm just like, it's really not. It's just another origin story kind of thing, you know what I mean, sort of. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, you know, it's another guy in a suit. Yeah, you know, doing stuff and has to go to the United States or whatever and run around like a cat man and stuff. And it's just like, all right, whatever, you know. But um, uh, and so I get the kind of the same vibe from this. Like I, I feel like it's just a little bit like. You know, people, critics just seem to want to like it kind of mm-hmm. thing. And, and it may be justified. It may be good. I'm not trying to knock it. It's just that I don't trust the critics so much that it's going to be able to hold my interest in the theater. So I'll wait for it to come out at home yeah. and I'll give it a fair shake. Um, and then there's just, there's some other things. There's that movie about those kids that are cannibals or something and stuff. I don't know. Just, yeah, it's like a love story, teenage romance thing. But it's like they, 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 they're like... Um, you know it's like one of those things it's like yeah but it's like one of those movies where uh like the kid it's like teen wolf right the kid wakes up he's a wolf although that's a comedy but you know what i mean (laughs) it's it's the it's the same you know hey i'm a vampire like let the right one in one of the kids is a vampire same thing except oh this person's a cannibal and it's like okay i don't know whatever just not as funny yeah <laughs> right hey kids watch the teen wolf if you haven't seen the teen wolf it's kind of funny uh teen wolf 2 mm, not so much that is that is good well, although jason jason Bateman did move on to do some really good things yeah absolutely um but uh yeah so i saw that that was that was all right and um yeah i, I think... ended up working all weekend oh yeah you know so I didn't see the kid, and, uh, and and it was really weird because they were like, "Yeah, we need everybody here for for uh, you know Black Friday." Right, right. And I said, "That's a furniture store." Like, are you guys for real? Like, black? What? People really come here for Black Friday? Like, there's no. It was there was no big sale. Right. There's no big. You know what I mean? There was no. Hey, come on out the bombs. We're gonna have the biggest sale of your know, Black Friday sale. It was nothing. There was nothing like that. Everything was normal. It was just a normal day. Right. And it, but it was insane. It was just like there were people everywhere. It's like really like where did all you people come from? <laughs> but it was it was like that all weekend, man. It was just there was I'm, I'm sitting there trying to push couches through people. You don't you don't know how many people will look you dead in your eyes. Look at the couch that you're pushing look back at your eyes and then still stand there in your way like am i in your way 
it's just like, yeah, like there's only one path and you're on it. Get out of the way. These people, man, I tell you, yeah, it was busy as hell. I'm so it surprised me because I figured you figure Black Friday, you think people punching each other for TVs. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, bum rush in like, a, you know, some mall or something like that. So I was just like, hey, yeah, it's not going to be no big deal. But it was it was dumb. Stupid line of cars out the back door for pickups. It's like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, I've Crazy. never, I've never, I get the sale thing. I do. I get some of the, especially the doorbusters. If you're a broke slob and you want to get that TV for an extra, you know, couple hundred yeah. less and you want to hang out in front of the thing for four or five hours or longer to get it, for a day or so. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. If, I mean, if that's your thing, I get that aspect of it. Um, the rest of the sales, they kind of go on all the time. Like, you know, like like for a while, uh, it, yeah. it, it seems unlikely that uh, it's going to be a one-day sale anymore. It's, it's kind of like they have, they're going to run out of the items maybe, but they're gonna, they're, the sale's going to keep going until they do at this point. Right. They, they want to make the sales. So I, I kind of with you. I'm not quite sure why the rush to go in and shop uh, like this, it, it's um, surprising. It it is, uh, it, but you know, right. uh, it's like uh, South Park Mall, Strongsville, crowded as hell, right? Oh yeah. Great yeah. Northern though, I don't know about Black Friday, but Great Northern like uh, not as busy as South Park. I, I don't know why that it is exactly, but um, maybe because it, the one anchor store Sears is closed, and they haven't. Yeah repopulated it yet and that hasn't bringing people in but just weird man i wish i want to go over there I, it's like i want to go into sears now that it's empty <laughs> i want to go walk around there i mean i spent many many hours in sears right. growing up as we all know exactly. big big store for me um no, sears like it, it, those people that didn't grow up or with a sears or whatever uh sears was kind of like a uh a higher end department store like Kmart was kind of the lower end department store. You could you would go in there and just buy like garbage. I don't know how to explain Kmart. You know you'd find clothes and things and mops and brooms and things. Yeah, you'd find knickknack stuff. Kind of like if you go into Walmart, you need to get like small things, office supplies, paper pencils, things. You yeah, go to Kmart for that department stuff. store, right? And if you wanted to go to buy a TV or an appliance or some tools. You know, and you can buy clothes, a computer, uh, stereos, um, yeah. all that kind of stuff. You would go to Sears, you know, or you could. There was other places, too. But yeah. Sears was a place, you know, you could get a lot of stuff. And, and at the time, they had good, I mean, certainly good tools. And they had um, pretty good appliances. They sold Kenmore and all those sorts of things that always had, like, good reviews. And they had... Um, service centers so they would like service the stuff themselves and send the mechanics out and work on things so buying things from sears had a you kind of were in kind of like a yeah go ahead i was gonna say i i, I think a lot of what the sears thing is the, 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 is the fact that it's been it was around for so long and it was majority of it was just because uh, their catalog like you could you could yeah, order sears catalog yep that was like one of the, oh, we don't have it on the floor, but if you look through our catalog, we can order it and have it yeah. know, delivered or yeah. whatever. So it's like everybody knew back in the day. There was a whole episode of MASH based on the Sears Yeah, catalog. no, the Sears catalog yeah. is a big deal. 
I mean, when I was, so. I think we talked about this in the past, but when I was a kid, like it, the toys in there was extensive and it was like yeah. you, there were toys in there you didn't know existed until you looked through that right. catalog and you were like, holy crap. And you start yeah. circling all the things you want for Santa to bring you, um, yeah. you know, because it was, uh, it was all in that damn catalog. The yeah. Sears catalog was it had the Mandala effect because you would see something in there and be like, I swear I saw this. This is a thing. <laughs> yeah. It's true. People are like, that's never been made. You're like, no, I saw it. Yep. And and the thing is, is it's like uh, you never get any of that stuff either. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. You never get it. You never got any of that. You always get something at the local toy store or something. Um, they always had the section that was like the Radio Shack, the Radio Shack toys. Right. Like, here's the cheap right. remote control car, and here's the right. You know. Radio Shack was always overpriced, though, too. Like, anything that was in there was just way... It was, like, oh, oh just too much money. It wasn't that good of quality, and it was too much money. That's, like, the weirdest thing about Radio Shack. But occasionally, I had to go to Radio Shack for something. Like, I was always in that store getting something for wire, something. Get, cable. Right. A, a flashlight bulb. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, just... Batteries. It's just something that they had that I could just get at the time... Um, that's just how shopping was and yeah and sometimes you know we i think we talked about this too but like when you were looking for something in particular you had to go to a lot of different stores to try to find it sometimes and you might not be able to find it and then other times you would you know you go to like the like if you wanted a particular toy in north olmstead let's say which was like a shopping mecca still is but back then there was like what three four toy stores children's palace kitty city kb toy um, and there was probably other ones. And then your department stores had toy sections too. And, oh, and, uh, you know, you, you would, you, you, you would go into these different places trying to find something, uh, specific and, and, uh, you know, I mean, obviously you can still do some of this now you can go to target or you can go to Walmart, etc. but we have the web now and you can kind of see if something's in stock or not fairly easy. You don't got to drive around. Uh, go into places to see if something's there or not. Yeah, it's, uh, and then you had all of those um, those lower class department stores like Zare and Hills and Gold yeah. Circle, uh, uh, Uncle Bill's, right? Yeah, um, Woolworths for a while too, right? Oh, Woolworths. They had another another store with a cafeteria in it. Yeah. Any store that you can walk around and you could smell food cooking. <laughs> That, that's pretty cool. I was always I was always a big fan of that as a kid. It was always it was weird because I mean I would eat at the I would eat at Woolworth sometimes. Sometimes yeah, somebody I went sure. to school with would be the waitress. Um, yeah, but it was always kind of weird because it because it was there's just, there's just people walking around pushing cart shopping and you're sitting there having a hot dog. Well, I mean you can shit. do that now. I mean you can go to Subway inside Walmart or or, or, or any of these bigger things like you know Costco yeah. and things like that. And, and 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 stuff but this was like a diner it was like a yeah. diner inside like a yeah. yeah it had like a the stools and the counter and had the tables and um it was totally 60s style that lasted oh. almost up until the 1990s i suppose yeah. and um yeah and you could just get whatever like a diner type food experience it wasn't like a fast food place you know it would be like ham and eggs or grilled, uh, yeah, grilled cheese and fries right and right and, yeah just whatever you know just like there's just a restaurant that was part of the store 
Imagine back in the day, people were like, so you got a job? You're like, yeah, I'm cooking. They're like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Where are you cooking at? Woolworths. <laughs> right. Like, what? Right, yeah. It's kind of bizarre, but... Um, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it, sorry. It, it, no, no, it's... Yeah. It's, <laughs> anyway, I, don't, I know. I people, Some people probably hate this nostalgia trip we always go on, but I just... I, I, don't, I don't, like... I'm not one of those people that sit there and tells people like it was better back then because I don't think it was like I don't think a no. lot of things were were better at all. I think a lot of things sucked. There's some things that were better back then, but I think the majority of it was just a lot of people look at things with rose colored glasses, remembering the best moments of the times they yeah, had right. back then. But I recall that I would say 95 percent of the time that I spent back then, I was fucking bored. I was just bored. Right. Oh my the, god, so bored. So nothing to do. There was just, you know, there was no internet. There was no hooking up online to f- watch a new movie or something. Everything you nope. did needed money that you had you didn't have, and right. uh, you just, you know, I mean, a lot of it. I, I suppose it sort of forced you to be friends with other people so you could you could experience some of the things they had. You know, like, I don't know. They had a, different movies or things you could borrow and stuff. Well, yeah. You know, you, you, you had to sort of socialize a bit more. But I, it, it's just so boring, man. Just so much boredom. That's what I was just thinking. was like, see, like, I don't want to be that guy. But everybody's spoiled nowadays because, like, you if you're sitting there and you're like, I want to watch a movie, you can pretty much pull up any movie that you want. You know what I mean? At will. Yeah. You just be like and pull it up <clears throat> whereas like when we were kids you would be like you'd be like oh i'm gonna watch tv well you had to either watch wide world of sports or like you know some cooking show it was it was just like you were forced to watch whatever you had to watch and it's like you would yeah. you would make yourself watch the most horrible shows or movies because you had no choice because you were just like well there's, you know what I mean? You're like, I'm so bored. I can't get a hold of anybody because right. well, it's impossible to get a hold of anybody. And it's like, I got nothing to do. I guess I'm watching this right. whatever stupid, you know. Yeah. I've seen so many dumb movies or shows in my life that I've just been like, why did I watch this? And right. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. I was bored. You know what I mean? Right, bored. Or your friends would come over or you'd go over their place and you just stand around in the driveway staring yeah. at each other. And they'd be like, what do you want to do? And I'm, I don't know. What do you want to do? And you just end yeah. up like walking down the street or something because that's all there was to do or you know or you'd play like a sport that you didn't really want to play but there's nothing else to do like you'd throw the ball around or something (laughs) or play basketball and and it would it wouldn't be fun you know so you would just you would wander a lot i mean when donnie and i when we first met and we're in high school at this point but you know like freshman year and stuff we were still kind of just like wandering around most of the time, even at that point. Yeah. And we had jobs. We had we had money. I mean, we, we yeah. went to the comic book store and stuff. But still, like, I couldn't tell you how many times I just, like, walked through the park or, you know, uh, hung out in Don's driveway or something. You know, we'd walk yeah. home and stuff. It's not like I would walk over to your place and there would be, like, a lot to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, no, it, like, wanted it, to chop some wood right. and make some leaves. You, you know, uh, and even when we got to, like, senior year and stuff, and, and, and Don would, you know, we'd, we'd go back to my place because we'd eventually have to go back to the school and pick people up because we got out yeah. of school early and other people didn't. And, like, we'd just crash. There's nothing to do. We'd turn on the TV yeah. and, and we'd be asleep. And this is when cable existed. 
I mean, I can't tell you. So it's like way better now. I mean, like I can go anywhere now and at least pick up my phone and there's like stuff to look at. At least there's something yeah. to kill the boredom for a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? It it's it takes some time to get me to a point where like I'm bored of my phone to you know, and, and then I'm just kinda I don't know, just sitting there like yeah. So yeah, rose colored glasses and stuff in the old yeah. days. So much better nowadays. And we're, we, the, the point is, folks, is that Kevin and I are telling you that we will never tell you that it was way better back in the day. Right. No, <laughs> not at all. There's lots of people we know that will, but we're, I am oh, not yeah. in their camp. No. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're crazy. Because, shit. I remember one time I was with Don Cease, and uh, we were back in my dad's apartment or whatever, and I, we were literally crying. We were literally crying, discussing how fucking bored we were. That's yeah. we were so yeah. fucking bored that we were we were sobbing over it because it's just you know they, like you just said there, there's no TV like there was just nothing on you know three channels of fucking news and like you know uh, <laughs> Gomer Pyle or something on one of the UHF yeah. channels and just there's no money. We had no money at that time because we didn't have a job. We were too young or whatever it was. And there was nowhere to go or, or the weather outside was just horrid. You couldn't go anywhere anyway. And it, you just, I know like a lot of kids are like, well, just make something up, you know, play a board game yeah. or do something. But you've done all of it, you know, like you've yeah. done that stuff like a thousand times. You don't want to do it anymore. You just, you hate it, you know. That's why kids yeah. snap and they just start burning shit down. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Breaking shit in the house. She can't handle it. It was so boring. Like you said, even when we were seniors, it was like even when we were seniors, we were bored because we'd go up to the mall and we'd hang out and we would just wait. Somebody would show up and be like, I got something to do. And it'd be like, okay, sweet. We're all doing something. You know, otherwise, you would sit there. If it wasn't for security kicking us out, we would never leave. We right. Were, it's just like, well, we might as well just sit here and, and do nothing because, you know, there's chairs and there's a roof, you know, but they'd be like, you gotta go. Yeah. And, and when we did go someplace, it would just be like Spruce Woods or something and just sit yeah. there and do nothing. Or the Metro Parks until 11. Yep. Or, you know. Just drive through the Metro Parks or something. We had cars. You could drive places. But you couldn't go to a bar. You couldn't go anywhere. Like, shit's all closed. You sit at your friend's house for hours <laughs> in the driveway and it's getting dark. And you're just like sitting there and you're just like, oh, God, this is so boring. <laughs> yeah. like, well, it's time to go home. And you're like, I don't want to go home. It's... And it's, it's like, well, you got to go home. And it's like, yeah, but I've been sitting here bored all day. It's like, I feel like I should be doing something. I should, I got I to gotta get something out of this. Right. You know? No, I know. It's, yeah. Yeah, you know, right. it's so, it's so crazy. You just see like people on TV, like whittling or something. You're like, what should I, should I whittle? Should I like yeah. <laughs> get a knife and a stick of wood and make something out of it? You know, like I, like you're just ah, oh, it's That's why so people, bad. People people would be like, well, let's go to Anderson's house, and I'd always tell them like, you don't want to go to my house because <laughs> if my dad sees us sitting around for more than thirty seconds, we're going to work. You know what I mean? It's like right, and nobody wanted to do that sitting. either. Like that wasn't right. That wasn't a boredom killer. That was just torture. Yeah, that was. We had jobs already. We didn't need to, like, their days off, do additional work. Like, right. no thank you, sir. But I did, whatever. I was a team player. Why not? Uh, so here's a question for you, then. 
This, right. is, this is the thing I've been... Uh, you know, a lot of times people talk about the United States being the best country in the world, etc. And um, I don't know. I haven't been to every country in the world, okay? Right. Uh, and I haven't done a poll. And I know there are polls that people put together online, right. though their criteria... Uh, of of what makes a great country great and all this sort of stuff. And a lot of times I think, like, when people look at the United States, they say, oh, this is the greatest country in the world. And, and I think a lot of the reasons why they say that, okay, is because, like, in general, right, you have a level of security here. Like, you don't have to worry about, say, what's going on in Russia and the Ukraine, right? Somebody kind of grabbing you, at least these days, and sending you into a war to die, um, or being invaded by another country. So you're relatively safe here. Not necessarily safe from crime, but, you know, it's maybe not as bad as it is in a lot of other places. And then the economy is good, you know, versus other countries. And you can work and get a job and, and an education, and you can then make money and buy the things you, you want in life, you know, oh. if you put your effort into it and 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 that kind of thing and 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 succeed if you if you want to um and uh you know bad luck is everywhere though i mean some things some people get struck down early with diseases and i i I, i'm generalizing here okay but in general you you know you can you have this ability to to do this stuff without being um i don't know marginalized enslaved put into a camp somewhere and all this kind of shit Right, you can spit on a Tuesday. You're allowed to. Yeah, and 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 you have a lot of freedoms, etc. But what I kind of always uh, sort of I would watch a lot of because I was very curious, and 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 I want to point out that um, I'm not pro communism in any way. This is just something I noticed about documentaries on communist countries not the current ones today as well as the ones in the past right and i realize that a lot of these countries are um and a lot of these videos and things um are controlled right so they're showing you the good side and all this sort of stuff and they're not showing you the miserable people and all that kind of thing but what i've noticed in a lot of these kinds of things is that people seemed a lot happier in these videos and i didn't think that for a minute that people living in say north korea were super happy people right Right. um i realized that there's probably some that are because they're part of the elite um but i think that uh people out in the outskirts are probably suffering and and living a a pretty terrible life but you know um but i watched these really interesting documentaries about uh, three countries that were communist that eventually, you know, became uh, capitalist. And uh, it was about East Germany, right, um, joining back with uh, West Germany. It was about um, uh, Romania. I think it was Romania, Czechoslovakia. I think it was those three. And they talked about, you know, how they were communist and then they talked about the transition uh, from communism to um, capitalism and, uh, you know, democracy in their countries, etc. And they would interview people, you know, and they would talk to them about, you know, the good and the bad and all this sort of stuff. 
and a lot of people, a lot of people, and this wasn't done by a communist country. I mean, this was already, this is, you know, free uh, news organization kind of thing, like not under any kind of political thing. Um, but a lot of these people, not all, but a lot kind of preferred living under communism. And the reason that they gave was the fact that um, they were taken care of. So they didn't have to work. Uh, well, they did, right? Well, but they didn't I but think about anything, right? Like they had a, they didn't have to worry that their the place they live was going to be taken away from them, because it was you know assigned to them. They didn't have to pay rent on it, et cetera, right? So they didn't have to worry about where they were going to live, if they could make their bills, if they were going to be able to pay for their heat or their water, et cetera. Food, the staples of food. So your basic potatoes and, and, and things that you would eat normally were very, very cheap because they, they still made money in the, in, in the Soviet Union. They didn't get rid of money, right? But everything was um, controlled by the state. Production was controlled by the state. So staples, you know, bread and potatoes and things, up until the very, very end, by the way. I, I don't want to get anybody writing in and getting overly critical about this. The very, very end, they ran out of food, but that was a that was. There's a long history behind that, but for the most part, happen. yeah, for the most part, is, um, you know, the people that were there, they had all their food, free medical care, right, and um, they had free daycare. They had people that would come over and and help with the daycare. They had recreational centers that were free to go to. Uh, etc. Right? You you go to the movies. I don't know if it was free, but it was very inexpensive. It, you had you know um, uh, lots of community involvement and this sort of stuff. But I think you know the the main thing is that it it lifted the worry off of you because you didn't have to sit there and wonder how to survive. Right. Survival was guaranteed. Uh, the KGB basically got rid of most of the crime. So you didn't have to worry about there being murderers or drug dealers or anything because those people would just disappear. Um, you know, take that for what it is, you know. But, and, and certainly there's a lot of injustices and things that went on too. I, I realize that. But I'm just talking about the general person, right, that was kind of going through their day-to-day. That person had no um, worries, you know, in the sense of, they would come home and they would be with their family. They would have their family time. They would have their vodka. They could watch their TV. The, you know, Uncle Uncle Vlad could come over and play the the accordion. I guess you know oh. they could all clap and dance and, and do their thing or play the guitar. They could go camping. You know the, the whole they have that weird kind of summer house thing where they call it like a daco daco I don't forget what it is. Um, and uh, so they would have summer houses and, and, and winter places. Some some people did. And yeah. um, and granted, you know, you didn't have and everybody had cars, right? There's, there's public transportation. Um, you know, not everything infrastructure wise, it wasn't great and everything. Although back then it was better than it probably is today because a lot of places just run down and, and it's not it's not organized like it was. But you had, I guess, what I'm trying to say is you didn't have this as a person. You didn't have this overbearing fear hanging over you all the time. Where I think in the United States, we do. I think that, 
you constantly have to worry in the United States about what you're doing because if you don't do it right, everything can be taken away from you. You know, your house can be taken away if you don't pay your, well, if you don't pay the bill, but if you don't pay your taxes, it's gone, right? You're out on the street. Your job can go away. It can take all your salary away from you. You might not be able to find another one. You might not be able to find another one that pays as well. You know, your whole lifestyle could change. Um, everything about what you do, like if you get struck down with a disease, you're the money that you're paying into the hospitals and the hospital bills, like you don't have enough savings anymore, you've been wiped out, you have nothing to leave your family. All of these things that go on, like just weighs on people. And I and I think that when you're measuring like greatest country in the world kind of thing, what I think is, is like you should measure happiness. Like how many people are happy living right. in the country that they live in? And if you look around in the United States, especially after that last election, boy, I wouldn't say it's the United States. I right. think people around here are unhappy as shit. Um, there's but then again, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. no. no. I was just, just going to say, it's, it just seems that that's what people want to be. People don't want to be happy. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm jumping in here too. Early. No, 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 no. I'm, uh, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good conversation. Yeah. Cause, it, cause it just, cause it just seems that everybody wants to be angry. Like people are going into places looking to be angry. You know what I mean? They're like looking for, but what's for, that, but ask yourself this, what's that being caused by? Probably because of all the stuff that you said, like all the stuff that's coming down on them when they're out and about or whatever, that's the only time for them to be ahead of it or to be above it or to be you know what i mean not not so much crushed right. by it it's fear like, right it's fear yeah. they're living in fear of things being taken away from them they're being told on news channels and things hey the 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 left or the right wants to come in and take this away from you they're gonna come and do x y and z like i remember way back when rush limbaugh was first starting his radio show <laughs> right and my dad would listen to that show. And uh, my dad wasn't like a big right-wing thing. I, I don't even know if that was a thing back then. You know, I guess there could have been. There's always people that were. But my dad wasn't that political or nothing, right? But he would listen to the show because, you know, the message that Limbaugh was saying, you know, back then was that, hey, these these feminazis and these left-wingers, you know, they want this, that, and the other thing. And my dad told me one time, he was like, he goes, because he used to drive that Park Avenue, which is kind of a big car. Yeah. And he was like, you know, he's like, those people out there, they're putting stickers on cars like ours because they, they're telling us that they're gas guzzlers and, and they don't want those cars on the road. And he was kind of upset about it. And I was thinking to myself at the time, I'm thinking, did somebody do that to your car? Or did you right. just hear about it happening to somebody somewhere? And of course, it never happened to him, Right. And, and, but it, 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 incre it, that's the thing. So then it, it sits inside my dad, you know, that these people want to do that to him, you know, yeah. and it, yeah. and it, and, and it's this fear and it's this, like, how does he handle that? And, and this, this news is constantly crushing people with these fears about what's going to happen and who's going to take, you know, it's just like these, um, uh, the me not, not the me too the black lives matter riots right 
when those things were going on. And there, there was these people all talking about like, you know, I'd like them to come to my house and stuff. And I've heard they're going to come to the suburbs and things like that. And it's just like common sense to tell you, they're not coming to the suburbs, man. <laughs> they're not walking all the way to the suburbs. To, to what? To break into houses? They're, they weren't even breaking into anybody's like apartments and stuff in the city, really. They were just smashing up some businesses and looting shit because people like free shit. And the cops weren't yeah. doing very much. But... The thing is, is it's like, no, it's it becomes this thing because the news media comes on and tells people, you know, you know, they've got some audio of some some crazy guy somewhere on the street somewhere that's all riled up saying some crazy shit like, we're coming to your houses next. We're coming yeah. into your suburbs. We're coming to get you. And, and then, you know, and then everybody's like, oh, he said it, you know. So now yeah. I'm, I'm we let's go buy guns and let's get ready to go. And it's just like, yeah, shit's not going to happen, man. Fuck. You know, but it's like, but that fear of all kinds of things. The news media is just, just constant with fear about everything, fucking everything, and and it and it just sits over people, and they're trying to get through their daily lives with all this nonsense. Yet, if you actually just shut that shit off and go outside, n- none of that shit's going on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. none of it's happening. Like, you know, yeah. I'm just here. I remember somebody was talking to me. When the, when the marches were going on and stuff, and they were from another country, this girl I knew, um, and she was, like, uh, talking to me, and she's like, you know, you should be out there, and you should be you should be marching with them. And I'm like, look, I live in Cleveland, man. There's no fucking march going on here, you know? There's nothing going on. Like, people here are just going to work. It's not like what you're seeing on TV. It's not like there's police and fires everywhere and shit. In Cleveland, it's just, you know... It's if people are going to work, you know, we had yeah. some, it's, it's it. There's nothing. It's, it's, there's nothing for me to do. You know, if I, I guess if I lived in one of those other towns, maybe I'd march or do something. I don't know what I would do. Probably, you know, still not do anything. But the thing is, is it's like this fear sits on people. And I think, yes, I think that it, 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 it becomes this thing that becomes overwhelming for people. And we are this country that, is on a lot of medication, a lot of antidepressants, a lot of anti-anxiety medications, a lot of people smoking dope, a lot of people drinking, uh, and 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 other vices um, buried in all of it um, because like the the stress of of what we're doing to ourselves is is immense, and we just don't seem to want to stop it really. I guess or people just don't people just they i think people want to know what's happening so bad but yet they don't realize how it's impacting them like how it's changing their mentality and they're not happy people are not happy and it's like you said then they come in and they're just miserable because they've been feeling miserable all this time and they don't see any good it's all bad you know and and they just they're just venting and and they're angry and upset and we we this cycle continues and it makes the whole country kind of like a powder keg. And I don't know, but I think like if I watch news online from other countries, it's not as it's not as fearmongering as it is in the United States. It's not necessarily great news. It's not it's not <laughs> super fulfilling or anything. Um, but it's, it's all the, go ahead. I was gonna say it's all the same. The news anywhere is all the same stuff. Death. 
destruction. It is, but it's not. It's with, just a it, matter of how it's delivered. Right. It's not with the rhetoric behind. It. Yeah. It it's right. it's like there. You watch the BBC or something. It's just very dry English people discussing things. You know, um, and it's it's a bit more it's a bit more tame. And I, and and so you wonder. Like in Canada, they're very polite, nice people. Their news might be a little bit more tamped down than ours and not as fear-mongering. I mean, they like watching curling, for Christ's sake, right? Yeah. So, you know, you don't end up with a lot of uh, crazy violence over there. You get some, but you're going to get crazy people everywhere, right? But for the most part, I don't know if they live in the same fear-mongering uh, environment we do. So maybe their quality of life is better. Yeah, and that's and, why that's why they're all so happy, right? Right, and 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 so you know, going back to like the communist country thing, I think a lot of those people were happy in these videos and things because yeah, they just didn't have this. the The state was lying to them, of course. This yeah. is all wrong, but telling them that everything's great, you know. And when you're getting all of this positivity all the time. You're kind of like, hey, man, I got a great life. You know what I mean? Like, woo, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, I got a job. I got money. I got my vodka. I got my woman. You know, I got my family. My kids are getting educated. You know, we got health care. We get we go to the park. We live our lives. It's it's nice life. I see family and friends. It's good, you know. And Everything's great. You can't walk on that side of the street on a Tuesday, but whatever. Right. No, no, for sure. Uh, again, uh, there's right? lots of problems there, right? They just yeah. pick you up, move your whole family to another country, and you go slave labor or something. I get it. Right. Like, you know, don't yeah. get me wrong. But for the most part. I mean, but yeah. I'm saying your average, uh, I'm thinking like your 1970-ish um, or 60s or 70-ish, like, Russian was living a pretty good life. Their economy was on the scale of the United States. They had jobs. They they, they worked. There, there wasn't a whole lot going on in terms of war. You know, they were just kind of, um, uh, you know, just kind of uh, had a decent economy. They had a great space program, you know. They had the first people up in, in space. They had the Sputnik, all this sort of stuff. The monkey. Yeah, yeah, right. And, uh, like the dog and shit. And so, like, you know, they they, they fell apart. But uh, obviously communism is not the answer. But I don't necessarily think that where we are right now is the answer either. And I don't necessarily think that... What we have is the best system on earth. I, I think it's. It, I think it rots people out, man. It's like the economy's great, but it's just like it, it. It's at a cost that's just like it's just, it's it's like a poisoned well in a way in this country, and and it's like, you know, the education system in this country is just it's so fucked up because like, if you look at the way schools are funded, right. In Ohio, anyway, um, it comes off of property taxes. Well, the most property tax money you're going to get is in the rich neighborhoods, right? The biggest houses, the most expensive houses. So they're going to have the nicest schools. They're going to have the nicest money that goes into the schools. So the rich people are going to be able to afford all of the best teachers, the best facilities, the best everything. And then your people in your lower income neighborhoods with poor living and poor property tax can't afford all that sort of stuff and end up just, you know, um, getting the minimum. Right. And, and so you end up with this, this complete divide that's really unfair in, 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 in terms of the way this country is. And it, it seems to me that like it, 
it should just be streamlined across the board. Like if you're educating kids, you're educating kids. Like just, you know, pool the money like we do for every other thing. It's not like we go to the military and we say like, okay, you guys are going to get funded by um, this town here. And they're going to buy you guys like good body armor and tanks and and planes and stuff. But you guys are going to get funded by East Cleveland. So here is a musket that we found, yeah. you know, from the from the old war museum, and uh, and, and we only got one, and, and uh, we got one dull knife. If you guys want to sharpen it, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, why yeah. do we we have organized everything? But with schools, we don't. With schools, we have this thing, and it's because, in my opinion, it's because the elite. Are controlling things to make it this way because they want their kids to have the best and they don't want to dumb it down for them and so they're controlling it at that at that level but i think that that's just part of the problem you know you're creating this divide you're creating this this you know animosity within this country go ahead it's kind of it's kind of strange how you have like like you said if you have all these rich people who put all their money into it because so that their kids can have all the best stuff right well, their their kids are the ones who feel entitled and don't do anything to begin with. Right. And it's like, well, why are we wasting all the best stuff on them when you got kids who are like who who are in the inner city who are like, you know what? Only way I'm getting out of here is an education. Right. I mean, there you, you know, there's a lot of people who are like that who are like, I gotta work and I gotta do what I gotta do to get out of here. Yeah. And but they just can't. Yeah. And it and it's and it's stupid. It's just it's. It's the, it's the, the whole thing. The, the whole ghetto thing in the United States is is fucking ridiculous to me. I realize that these things cost money and 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 you, you need to have solutions. But the thing is, is it's like these fucking places are war zones. I mean, we did yeah. this on um, what's happening in Cleveland that we did for about half a year or whatever we did that show. Yeah. And the thing is, is that we were talking about deaths uh, and shootings. Uh, ad nauseum out of Cleveland. And Cleveland's not that big of a fucking town. You know what I mean? Like, in terms of major cities, it's not that major. And we've got constant, constant murders going on. And if this was happening in uh, the west side suburbs, I mean, the the noise that would be created and and (laughs) the, the, the level of action that would come down to handle it I mean, it would be immense. I mean, you know what I mean? They, there would be like a million cops. There would be like new laws. They would be in people's homes, seizing fucking everything because, you know, uh, some kids on the West Side were getting murdered all the time. Like, it would get it would get solved. But it is like this fucked up thing in this country where it, it's happening in the ghetto, so we just don't give a shit about it or, or whatever it is. And it's it's like... You know, that's another thing. You know, with communism, in in the sense of like they didn't really have ghettos, because they everything was the same. Everything was the same, and they, you know, the people that were a problem, obviously they got rid of those people, but they they everything was invested, and everybody had a place to live, and everybody was, um, you know, uh, given an opportunity to work, and all of these other things. And so you you didn't live in poverty in that sense, you know. Right. You, there was this sense of equality, so that you know it was kind of a mostly crime free kind of environment. But the United States could do it. We have enough money. You could make the investment. You could go in and solve these problems. It's a big lift. I realize that it's not something that 
you you expect local cities and communities to just kind of like put more money in or hire more police to solve the problem because it's never worked and it's not going to work again. It's a bigger problem that needs a bigger conversation about a country and say like, how do we solve this problem, right? Because it's cyclical. You get these kids that grow up in these neighborhoods and they become these same types of people and it just keeps going on and on and on, it, you know? And it, until you come up with a new solution to solve it, you know, it's going to go on forever. And it's like, it's ridiculous. We, we don't need to have it. But again, maybe it's, maybe, you know, uh, there's a reason behind it that, you know, the elite people want to keep certain groups down. I don't know. You know, but it's like there's plenty of opportunity in the United States. Fuck, how many places do you look around that are like trying to hire people to get right. jobs and all this kind of stuff right now? And yet you still have all these people living in poverty, et cetera. I can, you can get into the politics of it. Maybe they're being enabled and all this sort of stuff being paid off. Uh, Social Security welfare. I, I get all that. I'm not, here to, yeah. I'm not here to try to answer all these political things. What I'm saying is, is that there's a way to fix it. And the country isn't doing it. And hasn't been doing it. For over a hundred years or so, you know, um, it, it's crazy. I don't know if there was ghettos in in the time of like uh, the Revolutionary War and shit. Okay, so maybe they they came around a little bit later. Or something. I don't know. I have no idea. But it, it's something that like capitalism could fix, and and yet you know it's it it we live in an environment of winners and losers, and I just think that if you really just my message here is that when you sit down and you think about it, are you happy? Are you happy? You know, not for the not for the moment. Not happy that you're going to get a new PlayStation game, etc. But like, are you happy with where your life is? Are you happy living in the United States? Don't think about like how horrible it'll be someplace else. But just think to yourself, like, where you're at right now. Are you living? Are you living a happy life? And yeah. and um, I would think though that like if people were being honest with themselves, uh, a lot of people aren't. I just thought I would say a, a greater percentage aren't than are. And that's just based on the fact that most of the people I talk to are pretty miserable most of the time. They're pretty yeah. sad and depressed and or they're on stuff. They might be happy, but that's because, you know, they're blasted right now. They're 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 um, they're wired up or they're they're toked up or whatever. You know, they're on some kind of prescription medication. They're they're doing stuff to, to, to get by. And, you know, I mean, how many people just hate going to work? Just hate going to work. Hate it. Like, it's, God, man, it's got to be like 95% of people. Like, you know, right. just moaning and groaning, not wanting to go to work. And it's it's crazy to me because, like, I know not everybody can do whatever they want. Some guy's got to clean out the porta potty That guy's, yeah. he's got to have that job. You know, there, there's people that have to do these kinds of jobs. But the thing is, is it's like, the, do we really need to work 40 hours a week? Do we? Like we do to pay our bills, but they've managed to make it so they pay us just enough, right? So that we have to work 40 hours a week in order to pay, you know, our, 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 our bills to survive, you know, rent, gas, electricity, a little bit of spending cash, etc. You got to work that 40 hour a week. But the thing is, is it's like, do we really have to do that? Or is it really more like we could have only worked like say half that 20 hours a week. And maybe the rich guy at the top isn't going to get as much money. Right. And the thing is, is it's like if you had those five extra days or whatever, five days off, two days of work, 
something along those lines, and you could do what you wanted to do with yourself, people would be more creative, I think. People would be able to, to do more and express more. You could do your comedy more. You know, Tom could play in his band more. You know, everybody would be able to enjoy their lives more and, and be able to, like, do the things they want to do. But instead, we're kind of enslaved to the economy. And, you know, this is, again, where I'm saying, like, you have to go to work and make the money to pay the bills to afford the things you have. Because if you don't, it'll all be taken away from you. You can't just suddenly be like, I'm going to just stop working. And, I mean, you can, but you're not going to have all the things you have anymore because somebody's got to pay for them. Right. And and it's like, and, and so somebody figured out a way to kind of be like, they give us those two days off, which for most people are like recovery days. Like you kind of got to sleep because you've been tired, but then you got all this other shit you got to catch up on and do. You got to do your wash. You got to take the car in to get X, Y, and Z done. You got to take the kids, soccer practice and back. You got to do all these things that your weekend's blown out. You didn't do anything that you really enjoyed. You were just catching up on the shit that you couldn't do because you're tired all week from working all the time. And, and so like you, you know, life, you, you, you're going to do this until you're 65 and you know, half the people will be fucking dead by then. And, and you're, you're, what you're supposed to enjoy your life then you're too fucking old to do anything really. I mean, you can do some stuff, but you know, all the, all the fun fucking, you're not going to go fucking mountain climbing and bungee jumping and shit at 65. You know, it's, it's crazy. I mean, they show those one-off crazy fuckers that do it, but the most people are going to have like bone spurs and slip discs like I do, or, you know, you do and, and, uh, be completely out of shape. Like most Americans are and, and, and not be able to do anything because people are just, they're just overworked and, and they're just trying to have some stuff. And, and watch their Netflix and sit on the couch because they're just drained and they've never been able to really enjoy their lives. And I just, I, I know the United States is not the only country like this. I realize that. But I just think that there's probably some way we can get to a better system. We can get to a point where we can find a country that has a better example of, of happiness. Like how to live in... in Maybe with less, maybe our economy isn't as strong, but maybe people wake up more pleasant. I don't know. I don't know. It'll never happen. Not in our lifetime, it won't. People people are too busy. Because people are too scared. They don't want to change. Kind of give you, before we finish this up, like uh, just to go along with your point there about, you know, you do all this working and you retire when you're old. And it's like, now you're supposed to do all this stuff. Listen, I'm not even retired. I can't ride roller coasters anymore. Right. They make me sick. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I had all my chances to go ride my roller coasters years ago. Yeah. And now I can't do it. So it's like if I didn't do it before, I'm definitely not doing it now. And you think I'm going to go bungee jumping or parachuting? It's like I can't even ride in a teacup without getting sick. Right. But, I mean, the thing is is that you can't – you you can do the things you want to do, but you have so little time to do it. Right. That it's not, it's not going to get you anywhere, you know, like you need more time, but you can't have that time because you have to work to get by and they only give you enough, you know, by sucking up all the days you have so that they can have a fully staffed place with, with, you know, 
and pay you the, the minimum to do it. And it, it's like how this is how this system is orchestrated is just to keep people enslaved to to this capitalist system. It it's just like it's just like I just I just noticed I got I got forty hours of PTO paid time off yeah. from this job. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, I could take a whole week off and right. I still get paid. Yeah. And the guy's like, "When do you want to do it?" And I'm looking at him like, "I don't, I don't know." Right. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, he's like, "Oh, do you want to set some plans up or something?" It's like, "Well, no, because I don't have money to go do anything." Right. Exactly. And, and it's like now I'm falling back into that old school situation where it's like, I'm sitting there thinking to myself like, "So you want to spend a whole week just being bored?" Right. And it's like, I mean, obviously it's kind of impossible nowadays, but. Right, you know what I mean. It's no, like, but you're right. That mentality. Yeah, you know, it's like I, I don't have the money to go spend and go do something, and it's like it's just it's just weird. You know, so right? Like you almost want to trade in the you almost want to trade in those days if you can to just get the money for them because you know at least it gives you it gives you the opportunity to have money to have the things you need or pay off the things so that later in life you could potentially go on a vacation or something. You yeah, know? right. It it but it, no, you know it, it's exactly. I want to take the vacation pay and work that week. <laughs> it's like i want to do both right right yeah okay no i mean that's a lot of people and a lot of people choose that you know in those places where they can uh exchange their vacation for pay because they, you know they they don't they can't afford it or they just they can't mentally get there like they just yeah. are not leaving work behind because work has consumed them and uh vacation isn't a vacation it's it's just that worry that hey my position's going to be given to somebody else um the things that i have set up are going to fail um you know all of the project i've been working on isn't going to get done i'm not going to get the credit for it etc fear it, it hangs over them so they work to death and the other part of their life the things that they really want to do they can't do because it's you know it's it's controlled by this fear and i, I don't know i i think that People have to take a long, hard look and, and try to figure out a way to to um, get out of this system and it, it, and realize, I guess, that we're being controlled by fear and that we have to kind of get out of it, step out okay. of it, and, and realize that maybe there's another way of doing things and that you know we, we don't need to be afraid of everything. But yeah, that's hard. That's easy to say, but people. People are really afraid of losing everything they have, and that's because the country set it up without a safety net. Maybe if we could ever get the government to have that um, universal, uh, what do they call it? Universal? It's like a universal paycheck, where the yeah. government just pays people. Um, huh. Because I think that like we're getting to a point where automation is going to take away so many jobs, um, and the the rich people, which is already happening, are so incredibly rich that we have to take their money away from them and give it to other people because automation has made them so rich that uh, it doesn't allow poor people to have a chance. I mean, wealth distribution isn't necessarily fair, but how much money do you need? You know, when you've got tens of billions of dollars, what are you going to buy, right? Like, what are you going to buy with that? You're, you know, and what we're seeing is, as crazy as it is, is we're seeing these super billionaires buying spaceships, right? Yeah. <laughs> Building their own space um, uh, vessels Companies. to go 
uh, yeah, out into out into the Mars and and the other things and building satellites and building robots and and everything else like because they're so ridiculously rich. This is where they're taking it, and I'm not saying that's all bad, but it, again, you, there's this huge division. And like for instance, most banks are getting rid of tellers. You know, they're they're getting they're 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 replacing them now with um, uh, automated kiosks. You know, not just ATMs. But you might go into like a Bank of America right now, and uh, when you go up to the window, it's a screen, and then somebody appears on the screen and talks to you through the screen, hmm. and and you don't even have a person in front of you. And, and, and they might not be a real person either. Right. It, it could be AI controlled before too long, and uh, the you know, and this is what's happening because they're like, well, we don't need to pay all these people. But what do you do with all those people? You know, yeah. they can have all these minimum paying jobs, these service jobs, but they don't pay enough. And, and so, like, the rich people at Bank of America at the top are giving each other, you know, $50 million a year bonuses because they've saved so much money getting rid of all these employees and replacing it with automation. But those people over here, are, you know, they, don't, they barely have enough money to survive. And I think as this keeps happening, you're going to have to reach in and say, you know, as a country, you're going to have to say to rich people, okay, you've got X amount of dollars. We're going to take that money you know, through taxes or whatever it is, which, you know, we try to do, but we're not good at with rich people anyway. And we then distribute that money to all the people so that people have a universal basic income. That's what it's called. And you would get like, say $30,000 a year sent to you and you can use that money on top of the money that you work. Or if you can't work, you still get that money so that, uh, you know, survive. well, survive and not have the rug pulled out from under you. If you yeah. become disabled, you come disability and all these things. And a lot of this stuff's already happening. I mean, a lot of this stuff, like the government pays people disability. The government pays for Medicaid. The government pays for Medicare. There's Social Security and all this sort of stuff. And it's like if you took all of that and you turn it into this universal basic income, uh, then people would be able to have a, a safety net of at least a minimum that they can survive on and uh, um, and not be completely wiped out um, because, you know, they um, uh, they don't have anything. They, they, something happens, an accident, you know, you can't work, and, 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 and you get stripped. But anyway, we are way long, so I'm going to end the show. But I think everybody gets kind of the point of what I was trying to talk about. It was just, I know, kind of a big topic this week, guys. We can't always talk about Star Wars. Um, but uh, it was just something I wanted to talk about. And Donnie and I, you know, these are the kind of good conversations Don and I have sometimes um, <laughs> yeah, because we, we both can relate uh, to the message. And uh, it's it's just something like, I don't have any answers, but it, it, it's... We it's, got people that are so rich in this country, they're sending cars into space with dummies behind them. Yep, wheel. yeah. Yes. How about that? Yep. I just wanted to throw that one in there because you were talking about yep. it. No, it's true. It's, it's it, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, I mean, we are at a point where Amazon is so, is, is, is like such a big company that they couldn't use the post office to deliver shit. They had to create their own post office to deliver shit, their own delivery system. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Across the country. Because they, because the post office, the fucking post office wasn't enough. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Think about how big the post office is, and it's oh, like, geez. and there's just like the country, the the, the, the freaking thing is so giant, Amazon, that they're just yeah. like, we got to make our own, we got to make our own post office to deliver shit, because we the the regular post office is no good. Fine, I I get it, it's not, but it's 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 the scale of it that's insane. That's how much money that's going on. And look at it. Look what Amazon's done. They've created this automated hellhole for these people to work in. And, and some people, that's all they've got. That's the only job they have in their neighborhood. And they're getting paid for it. But you know, at the top, they're thinking about all the time, how do we automate this? How do we get rid of Jim, Julie, Jan, and Nancy and replace them with robots? And and they're going to do it. They're going to do it. And all those jobs are going to go away. And automated drivers are, you know, going to delivery drivers that are everywhere right now making their wages. Those are going to go away. It's all going to be done by machines. I mean, Amazon showed it years and years ago with their drones dropping off packages, and they're just that didn't happen. But that's just a wink, wink. I mean, they've been thinking about it now for <laughs> over a decade and or right. more, and, and eventually it's just going to be. We've seen these robots online. It's coming. It's coming, and yeah. there's going to be all these people out of work. And where are they going to work? You're going. To, either, we're either going to burn it all down, which is also likely, or they need to have a universal basic income. Everybody needs to get a check in order to to survive because you can't you can't keep all these people out of work. I mean, right now there's plenty of jobs, but this is just a side effect. Eventually, it's going to catch us. And yeah, it's not going to be good, man. It's not. But anyway, we're all, we're so long, and we're not going to solve yeah. it on Oblast. It's just this, what this show is always about. We just kind of talk about things to make you think. So to give you people an extra minute or two out there for it. Yeah, little thought process. But thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with more show. Hell yeah. Have a good one. Peace.